Welcome to another episode of No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Written and produced by award-winning author John Reedberg. I'm your host, Samantha Paul. Let's dive in. Well, people in Perry are joining together to mourn the loss of Amir Jalif. He was the 11-year-old boy killed in last week's school shooting. Officers immediately attempted to locate the source of the threat and quickly found what appeared to be the shooter with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. As additional officers responded, a systematic approach search of the school took place. Officers located during the search of the school an improvised explosive device. The state fire marshal and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms rendered the device safe. Numerous officers from multiple agencies were able to secure the school and verify no additional threats. There are six victims, one of them who is deceased. That individual was a sixth grade student at Perry Middle School. The town of Perry was accustomed to frigid winter mornings, but on January 4th, 2024, a more ominous chill settled over the quiet streets. For Amir Jolliffe, an 11-year-old with an infectious spirit and fitting nickname Smiley, it was to be a day of excitement and anticipation as he made his way to school. But little did anyone know, this would be the last time they would see Amir alive. Despite the cold weather, Amir's boundless energy radiated as he followed his daily routine of spreading joy, leaving toys in an unlocked trunk, playing soccer with anyone who crossed his path, and lending his voice to the school choir. His true gift, however, was the simple gesture of resting his hand on someone's shoulder while asking about their day. But tragedy struck when a 17-year-old student opened fire in the cafeteria before classes even began. In the chaos and terror that followed, Ahmir and seven others including the school's principal and four students, were caught in the crossfire. Amidst the violence, Amir succumbed to three gunshot wounds while the attacker took his own life. As Amir's laughter echoed through the hallways in the morning, unbeknownst to him and the rest of Perry, a chilling threat was brewing in the school cafeteria. And soon enough, the town would be forever changed by a nightmare they never saw coming. For Erica Yolif, Ahmir's mother. Her son's usual joyful departure for school turned into a frantic search for him and her daughter after authorities locked down access to the school complex. It wasn't until hours later that she received the devastating news of her beloved Smiley being taken from her forever. Haunted by a gut feeling that her son may still be lurking in the shadows of that building, Erica's worst fears were confirmed when she learned that Dylan Butler a bullied 17-year-old, had carried out a vengeful attack. While authorities offered their condolences to Amir's family, it was evident that no one had protected him from years of torment. This devastating massacre occurred on the first day back from winter break, catching students off guard during breakfast and erupting into chaos throughout the school. As shattered lives and unanswered questions remained in its wake, Detective Mitch Mortvet from the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation took on the daunting task of unraveling what happened in those fateful moments before classes began. With a crime scene like no other, Mitch was determined to bring justice for those who lost their lives that day. As authorities cautiously approached the scene, weapons at the ready, they braced themselves for what horrors may lie within. Dylan Butler, armed with a deadly arsenal including a pump-action shotgun and explosives, was a ticking time bomb 
waiting to unleash his rage on innocent victims. As investigators dug deeper into Butler's past and the school environment, disturbing revelations emerged about his history of relentless bullying. The small town of Perry, population 8,000, was left reeling in the wake of this tragedy. And as loved ones mourned the loss of bright young man, known and adored by the tight-knit community, whispers of needed changes within the school system echoed through the somber streets. But amid the heartache and sorrow, there was also empathy. Yolif, grieving mother of two, tearfully remembered her son's kind heart and how he had touched countless lives. And while seeking justice for their devastating loss, she also hoped for a brighter future where student well-being is prioritized above all else. Only time will tell if this tragedy will lead to necessary change or simply become another senseless act of violence in America's epidemic of school shootings. School today in Perry, Iowa, after a shooting at a school yesterday where a sixth grader was killed. Police say a 17-year-old student walked into a school yesterday morning and shot six people before the classes even began. Investigators haven't said anything about a motive for the shooting, but friends of the boys say he'd been bullied. I've been going to that school my entire life, and those kids would do horrible things to him. He got tired of the harassment. Was it a smart idea to shoot up the school? No. God, no. And I, I am mad at him for that. Lord knows I am mad at him for that. The shooter, Dylan Butler, hailed from a turbulent family and had long dealt with issues of acceptance and relentless bullying. As more details emerged, it became clear that he was not only a senior at Perry High School, but also an active trans activist on social media. However, his once vibrant online presence has now been erased, leaving many to question the motives behind this tragic event. Was it a misguided cry for help or a calculated act of aggression? One thing is certain. The case of Dylan Butler serves as a somber reminder of the complexities of human nature and the pressing need to prioritize mental health in our communities. As we peel back the layers of this story, we uncover a web of familial dysfunction deeply rooted in Dylan's struggle for acceptance and the brutal effects of unrelenting bullying. His journey as a transgender individual was documented through poignant posts on social media, showcasing his unwavering fight for love and understanding, despite facing opposition and rejection from his own family. The Butler household was no stranger to turmoil. Reports reveal that not only was their eldest son, Dylan, a victim of targeted harassment, but his younger sister also suffered in silence, her identity remaining shrouded in secrecy. As investigators delved into the family's troubled past, a haunting tale of pain and suffering emerged. Despite Dylan's constant advocacy for trans individuals on social media, it was clear he was fighting his own personal battle. But the distress within the Butler family extended beyond just Dylan. Reports indicate that his sister was also a target for bullying. Sadly, these events were not without warning signs. Years of torment and isolation seemed to have finally taken their toll when Dylan tragically used a gun belonging to his parents. While widely known as Jack and Aaron Butler, there is a lack of official confirmation on their identities, adding another layer of complexity to the case as authorities continue to search for answers. This heartbreaking tragedy serves as a stark reminder of the importance of fostering acceptance and understanding within families and communities. 
The life of 11-year-old Amir Joliff was cut short in a shooting in the building behind me containing both Perry Middle and High School. But his biological father says he doesn't seek justice, but rather peace. For him to be gone and his life is... My son was amazing. That's Zavadia Fouch. Fouch reached out to KCCI and said he's the biological father of Amir Joliff. Joliff is the 11-year-old student who was shot and killed at Perry Middle and High School on Thursday. Fouch says Amir, who he calls a star, was a model of selflessness, even in the way he played with other kids. He used to leave toys out, you know, in the front and, and allow them, the friends, to come and play. And the ones that didn't have toys, he would give to them and allow them to take it home. Fouch says he's been living in Israel for the last seven years and hasn't seen Amir since this picture was taken at the pool five years ago. Amir was one of two kids Fouch had with his first wife, Erica. Fouch said he got the news of Amir's death Friday afternoon when Amir's mother told him what happened. I never encountered anything like this in my life. It's overwhelming. It's hard for me to, to take in. He says living amidst the war in Israel, the shooting in Iowa was the last thing he expected to hear about. Like, two countries are at war, but my son's life gets taken at school? It's like, how do that make sense? However, he says he has no ill will towards his son's assailant or his family. Even though he was taken and the way that he was taken, that his life continued to bring joy and excitement. Instead, he just hopes Amir leaves a smile on the faces of all those who knew him. I cannot be upset or mad and angry at someone that I did not know. I cannot judge. Fouch is working to make it back to Iowa in time for Joel's visitation and funeral later this week. Love us? Leave us a positive review or rating. Follow No Tears for Black Girls on social media and No Tears for BG on Twitter. Be blessed. Be loved. Stay safe.